2: Welcome to the PHX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm William Merrill here in studio with Craig Morgan. Steve Peters joins once again from Minnesota and we have another special guest today. Wow. Many guests we this week. Yes, she is here in the waiting room. We're super excited to welcome back for her second appearance on the PHX Coyotes podcast in Goal Magazine writer, Catherine Silverman. Welcome to the PHX Coyotes podcast. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: What's up, Kat? This is Not a, too much. This is a, a big day for you. I, I understand you're celebrating a birthday for an increasingly significant other. Um, of course, it's National Hot Dog Day, as we've already <laughs> discussed, and... And I know at the top of your list, you're here to talk with us. That That's the top thing for you today, I'm sure.
3: Uh, we, we can tell my child that. It's her first day of school,
0: too. Oh, wow. You got a lot going on today. How'd you carve out time for us?
3: I, I have a little time to kill around lunchtime today.
1: <laughs> yeah, look at the boxes behind you, too. So you have no work to do around the house either, I'm sure.
3: Yeah, we have a, not a single room in our house is full fully move in ready yet. We have flooring in two rooms.
0: Oh, that's it's misery. fully
3: painted in most of the rooms, but we, we no longer have popcorn ceiling. And I think that's the biggest win here. So
0: wait, 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 wait. Talk to us about that process. That's not an Thank easy process. <laughs>
3: yeah, we uh we actually bought this house from an original owner. It's a 1967 build. So it had that lovely popcorn ceiling. The owner was like 90 when she decided she didn't want to live on her own anymore. So the house was very white like all the all the carpeting all the walls all the cabinets everything was white and so we were like we're gonna redo everything but we need to get rid of this popcorn ceiling before we can move anything in and we wanted to hire someone to do it but we were like we can do this ourselves and Fair we point. made it through two rooms with like the respirator masks and everything oh, through asbestos. And we were like, you know what? This is not the move. So we had to hire someone to come in and finish it up for us and formally clean it out. And that was that was a whole deal because nothing's expensive right now, obviously. So,
0: <laughs> so white didn't work with your lifestyle as a mother and a, a pet yeah. owner. <laughs> no?
3: I mean, I think I'm too messy for white, much less um, you know the dogs and five year olds. So,
0: well, I don't think a lot of people know. I mean, some people know that you you've left us. You've moved on not, to
3: not a. Not like, I'm not dead.
0: You're not, you're not, not like dead. Dead. <laughs> That's true. Not yeah. all you're relative. Really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but you've gone to, you've gone to a better place though. <laughs> we wow. Can say that, right? Wow.
2: It's true. <laughs> See, yeah, need need to
0: to just, yeah, just share with us so we can all live vicariously with you. First of all, What's the temperature like? Just tell people where you're living, Kat, so we can all just I'm get angry in at you.
3: In California. I'm in San Diego, yeah. about four yes. miles from the beach, and it's currently uh, 72 <sighs> or three degrees from the high today. Uh, it's pretty humid today, though, so it's, oh, it, it feels like 72, it's 73% humidity. Oh, you're going to make it through <laughs> that? I think I'll survive, yeah. Oh, Let's my top it all, all under it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, well that sounds like a good life. So, I hope all of that's going well. You clearly have more work to do as we can see in the background. What do you but-
3: mean? This is this is the office. This <laughs> is, how I this live. Is so <laughs> Don't look at the, Don't look at the paint at the top right there.
0: <laughs> so, we obviously have had you on the show before. We're 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 going to talk about a happier topic this time uh, and a topic that that's very dear to you. I'm curious how much you have been able to pay attention to the insane goalie carousel this offseason. There's there's always movement in the offseason, but this off-season has been really wild for goalies in particular.
3: Yeah. Uh, I thought it was funny last summer. I was like, oh, look at this. COVID gave us, you know, a a season shutdown. It gave us a bubble. And now it gave us this crazy goalie carousel. And and then this year, it's even wilder than it was last year. <laughs> I felt like everybody tossed, tossed goalies around and I think until we see a massive salary cap jump, uh, we're gonna keep seeing this as teams realize that they paid their goalies more than essentially they they can really justify, or they have somebody who who outperforms a prospect who needs to get needs to get a pay raise, and they end up just having to boot someone else, and and we get what we got this summer, which is everybody moved. <laughs>
0: Literally. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we're, we're going to look at some of the individual moves. But a- as a former goalie yourself, actually, there are three goalies on the show. Why does this
2: always happen to me? Well, like, I'm always the odd one out with multi- many goalies. So many goalies. <laughs> this is I shouldn't have.
0: I don't know how to answer that. It's not a conspiracy. <laughs> I shouldn't have come to I just to have that. a lot just of kidding. goalie friends because, you know. Goalies are better people. Okay, the say personality yeah.
3: thing, right yeah. there. If, there. there it is. If you're hanging oh. out with all the goalies. It says something about you. That's true. But <laughs> but I will say, just
2: as a longtime yeah. Coyotes fan, like every time I wanted to know something about goalies, I'd always go to Cat's Twitter because that's that's the place to be. So we're really happy to have you today to help us kind of sort through this jumble of the NHL goaltenders. So thank
0: you. Yeah. for coming. I just went in alphabetical order i didn't go in and we're gonna we're, we're gonna ask you for your sort of grades on this or your assessment of these moves later but let's start with the hometown team mm, we kind of know what the coyotes are trying to achieve i don't even know if they're done yet if they're going to try and find another goaltender but what do, do you think of this run. tandem right now john, john gillies and Kareva Melka. What, what do you think <laughs> of this tandem
3: oh um, <laughs> how's that for putting
0: you on the spot instantly <laughs>
3: It's. I I feel bad because I think John Gillies <laughs> has. You know I think he he underperformed a little bit at times. I think he wasn't given a whole lot to work with. It's not like he's been put in any situations where he can easily cruise through. Um, he's always been kind of that that odd guy out when you look at the depth chart. Um, yeah. But, I don't know. I feel like they have to have.
1: Someone. Oh. Yeah, you're looking at a guy like, you look at Vemelka, and we, we John Gillies has been in the league for five years and he's played 20 fewer games than Vemelka has. So between the two, their goals against average is near four and their save percentage is below 90 on paper. And this is, <laughs> hey, might be great guys in the room and they might be super guys to ride to the rink with, but this tandem on paper is a National Hockey League tandem, has 84 games combined and nearly a four goals against average. So when you're trying to... For Connor Bedard, what's the best way to do that? Put out a tandem that has a four goals against average. So, I, I get what they're doing. I can't imagine that the Coyotes will be going to October with this tandem. I can't imagine it. No. There, there has to be somebody else. I mean, you, you lose, you lose uh, two of the pieces down in in Tucson. So you've got you still got Prosvetov down there, but you still need a goalie there. To me, Gillies is going to end up there. I think.
3: But, That's been what happens to him the last couple of years. Yeah, and,
1: it, and he's a serviceable three, and you get injuries, yeah. and he can pop in and out. That makes more sense to me. I still think there's something going to happen at Arizona, but who knows? I think right. it's, it's
3: funny that you say that, though, because uh, <clears throat> I think it if they want to see... If they want Prospetov and Vimelka to essentially be their guys moving forward if they think there's enough promise there... You almost move Carol down, right? Like you, you shift him down to the AHL, give him some reps behind and play. Not, not what they're going to ice this year, right? I think there's, <laughs> there's that, that, that. I was waiting
0: for here. the adjective. you,
3: have to, you don't want to give because we saw that in Chicago, right? When they had Colin Delia and Kevin Lankinen being thrown to the Wolves every yeah. night with no relief, and it did nothing for their development. It essentially taught them how to. How to tread water, but not how to actually swim forward. And I think if they want either of their current prospects, they, they have to give them some, some development time. So, so they have to add someone else. And that's
1: what, Kat, it's interesting. You say that because when I talked about Karel Vimelka on this show, I'm not convinced that he might not just be the bridge guy that he's the guy yeah. that gets them to the, the new building and gets them to when all these draft prospects they're getting now are ready to play. He gets them there and then they go shopping. I might be wrong. I mean, maybe he is, it's he's awesome. still young and inexperienced. He may continue to improve and, and build his game and get more consistent. When he was good, he was very good, but that consistency wasn't there. So I don't want to, I'm not bashing on Carel Vomelco. He had a lesser defense in front of him, a lesser team in front of him. And he had some games where he was absolutely lights out. But if you want that guy to get you to the promised land, maybe this is just the bridge guy. I, I don't know, Cat. I'm not convinced the Arizona Coyotes have their goaltending house in order. Sure. Quite yet. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, let's move to another team that is also going through a little yes. bit of a
0: so I can get rid of my Twitch. Let's fire, just get this out of the way. Yeah,
2: oh fire sale. The Chicago Blackhawks. Um this offseason, <laughs> they've acquired Peter Mrazic from the Leafs uh, two more years at three point eight million aV That is crazy. And then oh, out in Chicago is you just mentioned, but uh Colin Delia and Kevin Lincoln in thoughts yeah. on the <laughs> Chicago they're, Blackhawks? we have ah, to
0: isolate that clip? I mentioned Chicago and Cat's reaction is,
2: Whoo. And, and Craig's reaction <laughs> is literally twitching.
0: <laughs> All right, Cat, this Chicago Blackhawks. The floor is yours.
3: Ah, oh, I, I really thought that team had more direction to their teardown than they've been showing. Um, I feel I feel for Peter Mrazek. Um, I mean, I feel for some of the other Blackhawks players too. Sorry, they're they're going to have to play with that this year, but I don't, I don't know what the status of health wise is for Peter Mrazic. I don't know if they brought him in as someone who's essentially going to be on LTIR for a long time. I don't know how healthy he's going to be this year. He hasn't proven any sort of resiliency over the last handful of years. It it looked like a cap dump for Toronto. Um, so I, I think it's good that they moved on from, from Delia and Lankanen, and I, I liked them both. I thought that Lankanen was a pleasant surprise, and I still think that Colin Delia probably would have done better behind any other team. Um, but yeah, that's what a what a fall from the Corey Crawford era. We're- yeah. One one full season removed <clears throat> from that, right? Yeah, and you're looking at
1: Alex Daylock there now as their backup. So they've moved on to. And Kat, this is as I went through this exercise today, and I went through, got every tandem in the league currently, and you look at Mrazik and Alex Daylock. To me, it's another tandem that does not scream playoffs. <laughs> no, it's a mediocre tandem, and you go through the league, and there are a lot of mediocre tandems and this clearly they had to pick up the contract for tron i get it but this one does not give you the warm fuzzies and alex Daylock's bounced around to a lot of teams again i'm not disparaging these players they're playing in the national hockey league the best league in the world but they're not at the level of some of the top tier goalies in the league and this this is another tandem that is going to keep this team towards the bottom with arizona
3: it's interesting because they're two completely different directions to those bridge tandems essentially the coyotes have like you said, John Gillies, five years in the league. Uh, Carell's younger ish. He's he's mid twenties, right? And yeah, yep. And then you have Alex Daylock and Peter Mrazek, and Peter Mrazek, <laughs> I believe, is flirting with thirty, if not just over. And, over, yeah, yeah. And then Alex Daylock's got to be like thirty-nine now. I feel like he's been. In
0: <laughs> yeah, the
1: feels life. like it. If he's not,
3: he's. I mean, he's in
1: goalie years. Yes,
3: those are not guys that you bring in. With the expectation that maybe they'll show some positive development, and you like you're not taking a gamble on maybe he's our bridge guy, but maybe he's our future. You're you're bringing those two in as end of their career bridges. You're and trying to so get Connor Bedard. yeah, you're trying to get a Connor Bedard, but you're not bringing in any potential underneath that. And and that's a team that they've drafted a couple guys in recent years that I just was pretty confused about i know they uh they drafted one guy from the u.s development team who i think is supposed to be pretty good but they also drafted dominic bass out of uh a high school hockey team in maryland um (laughs) in dc yeah he played he played a multiple tiers below everyone else and then played in the ushl for a year and now he's playing college and he's doing not um, incredibly there so I don't, I don't know what they're doing there. I, I assumed that was a team that would take a chance on a younger guy who could maybe pan out longer term. And instead they, they kind of did the opposite. So
1: yeah. And see yeah. what I think, Kat, I, I look at these teams and I look at Arizona too. I figured this is the guy that have for a backup. You'd look at Stalock or Morazic. Somebody, right. Somebody's got more tenure in the league, early thirties, more experience can fill in, maybe help guide Carel Vomelka through the path. And, and again, Maybe they still will, but to have them both on the same team. I'm with you. It Let's teams throw a might 24 year old in there.
3: Yeah. It's it's like young Arizona, in. They love doing that.
1: That's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. Fair point. Maybe it will happen. Cat. Yeah. Craig will
0: get on the phone. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to switch over from the teams that have a, a, an entirely different goal in mind to three teams that really interest me. They're grouped together here alphabetically <laughs> as, as it turns out Um, Colorado, I want to ask you what you what you think of, of that move for for Georgie Evan letting Darcy and Kemper walk. So let's start with that one because this is, this is the Cup champion we're talking about, and I know Darcy wasn't he wasn't the reason they won the Cup. Let's say that, but what do you think of this tandem that they're going to to war with to try to defend now?
3: Honestly, I I think we can't look at it just in a vacuum because I think it was smart that they shored up bringing in Alexander Gordiev immediately, essentially, because uh, yeah. last year we saw them really get, pardon my French, they, they got kind of screwed when they, it seems assumed, they seemed pretty confident that they would have Philip Grubauer and Pavel Francouz moving forward, and then all of a sudden, you know, their starter walks in free agency to Seattle. And so they ended up, I think, overpaying a little bit for Darcy Kemper, um, just to bring in a guaranteed guy who, They lucked out by having him still available on a rebuilding team. Uh, I think they could have very easily found themselves in a really tough spot there. So shoring that up and then saying, yeah, if Gurdjieff needs a, he needs a bounce back year. So if Darcy Kemper had wanted to stay, I think there's a way they could have maybe made an additional move there to move Gurdjieff back out if they needed to sort of flip him, so to speak. But I think it was Find the way that they did it just to, to keep themselves from really scrambling at the last, you know, the, the 11th hour there. Um, I think Darcy Kemper had some really good games for them last year, and I think he had some really bad games for them. And so I'd love to see if, once again, just moving away from rebuilding team, giving a little bit of a more consistent defensive structure for Georgiev, I think could be a really cool thing to watch. Um, cause New York has not been known for their consistency the last handful of years. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm still nervous about Pavel Francis just because he missed an entire season for injury yeah. and then he came back and he looked good. But I think when I see something like that, it's, it's a little bit of a gamble, but I know that they do have a strong prospect pool underneath. They have just this who I think is really a fantastic up and comer. So I'm not, not as worried about them as I think some people are.
0: How do you split this workload then with these guys? I mean, is, is this just a, an even split at this point, just waiting for somebody to emerge, maybe to seize the role.
3: I think a rough sketch of 50, that, 50, that seems to be how they operate each year where they start with that rough 50, 50, and then you adapt as you go. So you're not overloading someone at the beginning of the year and then needing to keep working with them and I mean, we've seen Toronto do that in the past where they overload a guy right to start and then need to keep going with him. And by the time the playoffs roll around, he's got nothing left in the tank. And I like yeah. that Colorado starts off a little bit more conservatively by splitting it evenly. And then as somebody starts to emerge, they they shift them into more of a prominent role. And I think that's probably how more teams should be doing it.
1: What about they the Detroit the, Red Wings? Oh, Pete, Did you have something? No, Sorry. I was just going to say the luxury that Colorado has too is they don't need to be, you know, they don't have to have a Vesna Trophy winner to win no. the cup. They've proven yeah. that. So I think that's, I, I think if they can keep these two guys healthy and their average goaltending, their goals against is a goal better than both of the Coyote goalies, that's good enough. Like yeah. they just have to be okay. And I think both of these goalies are good enough to be okay. And I think that means Colorado for me is still the favorite to win the Western Conference.
0: All right, the Detroit Red Wings, add Billy Husso, uh, three years at 4.75 AAV, and out is, I have to say it this way because I always say it this way, Thomas, Grice. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> Sorry, I broke really? that. Sorry, wow. Sean. Apologies. Everybody we'll on later. <laughs> Your thoughts on this?
3: I love that. I I think they did a <laughs> my really My pronunciation
0: good. of Grice or adding Billy Husso? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's a team that did their their goaltending road on their rebuild correctly. You know, they didn't overload with old guys on long contracts. They didn't throw new guys to the wolves immediately with no backup support. I think that having Grace and Alex Nadelkovich was a really snazzy move. And I still don't know how they pulled that off. Mm. I'd still love to love to find out exactly how that managed to, to all shake out. But I think Ville Husso was, and Stephen really curious what your thoughts on him were. He's a guy who I I watched him in St. Louis at the AHL level for years, and I was like, show me something to prove that you still deserve to be in this depth chart. And he was like, no, thank you, <laughs> no. And I'd almost completely forgotten about him, and then last year he looked great, and I was like,
1: okay. But last year, he, there were points last year that he was the best goalie on that team. Like he, oh, easily, he, he took the mantle and ran with it. But then you get to the playoffs, and it's uh, you're not sure again. And I, I mean, that's how yeah. why they were able to let him go, is because Bennington, Bennington gets the, you know, he won the cup years ago, but he's fallen off. And so I think that allowed he was the better goalie in the playoffs. Huso did not play as well as he did in the regular season. The last 20 games, Huso was unreal. So that's why I agree with you. This Detroit move, I like this tandem a lot if Husso can play like he did a year ago and not like he did three years ago. So if he's continuing to mature and develop, I really like that tandem in Detroit a lot.
3: I think St. Louis did a really good job with the goaltending coaching depth chart that they've brought in over the last couple of years. They had David Alexander, I believe Dan Stewart came in as their their development goaltending coach, both guys that I think are really good at what they do. And I think that made a huge difference for Ville Husso, which I think is going to be fun to watch as he moves to Detroit because we've seen guys who really worked well under certain tutelage and then, you know, another team said, Oh, I love, love that development for you. Let's, let's take you. And then whatever, for whatever reason, it just doesn't click as well with their, with their new team. But I think as far as where Detroit is, because they're not at the end of a window by any stretch, Mm -hmm. I think they're just starting to flirt with rejoining the playoff window right and so i think this is a a good gamble for them because worst case they they set themselves back maybe a season or two as they look for someone else but i think it's a good look for now
2: so as we talk and we're gonna there's still a list of teams that we want to get through but i was curious so i pulled out uh my DraftKings Sportsbook app, to pull up the Vesna Trophy odds for 2022-2023. And right now, the goalie with the best odds to win the Vesna is Igor Shosturkin at plus 250. Next is Vasilevsky plus 500, and then Sorokin at plus 800. Mm-hmm. And then the, there's a group of four goalies at the back of this pack with the worst odds, and those are Craig Anderson, James <gasps> Reimer, Peter Mrazek, and Karel Vimelka. Yeah. And he, plus 30,000
0: for I'll these get in on that. You could have so, no, don't get enough. Sat that. me
3: down in a dark room and said, Are Craig Anderson and who is the second one? Uh, uh, James Reimer. James Reimer, what you could have sat me down and said, Are these two still in the national hockey in the league? league. Like, no, they were yeah, five years ago.
1: exactly. Are they still in the league?
3: What? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. So maybe don't put
2: your money on those. At the back, but there's some um, you know good ones up at the front. We got UC Sorrows plus a thousand. Jake Ottinger had a standout year last year, plus eighteen hundred. So these are all things that you can bet on on DraftKings now. Um, so get in on the action. It's it's really fun to put money on futures because you kind of forget about it, and then it could possibly pay you out later. So if you haven't already, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PHNX make your first deposit and get a ris- risk free bet up to a thousand dollars. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings sportsbook. Minimum minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Who we got next, Craig?
0: We had the Minnesota Wild, and I'm really curious. Not only they had to keep Marc-Andre Fleury, and, and I, I wondered if they would or if Colorado would make a strong play for him. They ended up keeping him, but in the process, the Cam Talbot ex- exit was also an interesting storyline. Your thoughts on the Minnesota Wild?
3: So, that's a team that I Despite my best efforts, forget about all the time. Um, <laughs> the they Satan. need to do more to grab me. Um, but, I mean, I think that's a... That was a that was a tricky gamble on their part, too. Because I think Marc-Andre Fleury has exceeded my longevity expectations. I think when it comes to just his hockey sense, his ability to read the game, his adaptation stability like he's he's above average in all those facets but at some point he plays such a high octane style that he's gonna start missing a few beats and every year that a team gambles on him over someone else I'm like oh I hope that I hope that plays out for you um
2: yeah.
3: and I hope it plays out for him because he's by all accounts not just a good goalie but one of the nicest guys across cross the league um I feel I kind of feel for Cam Talbot there. I think that's a really good move for Ottawa. They've they've made a couple of those. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, I, I like think Minnesota, with Minnesota,
1: cap for me, Minnesota's problem is still Suter and Parisi. I mean, you're still looking at 13, 14 million dollars on their cap. And until that money goes away, they're not ready to win. That's my opinion. They may still try to make the playoffs, but until those guys go you get just like all these other teams we talked about that aren't ready to win. I don't know if it matters. And I like I'm Mark Andre Fleury. If they get to the playoffs again, great. Cam Talbot to me was always, you wanted more, good games but I don't know if he's a guy carrying the cup around you know Main Street at the end of the season either so I don't know if this hurts them I don't think they're better I don't think this is a better tandem than they had a year ago I think Talbot flurry is a better tandem than than where they are today and Ottawa is probably on the cusp of getting better Mm -hmm. and I don't mind their tandem I think their tandem's a little better than what they had a year ago with Anderson so I think Ottawa improved I just don't think Minnesota's ready to win yet
3: I would agree
1: with you
2: on that. Yeah. Um, Craig actually went out of alphabetical order and skipped one, so I'm gonna go back uh, to Oops. Edmonton. Does you know the
1: alphabetical order though? <laughs> oh, are we sure? Do we oh, need a copy have to editor we about ha- Edmonton? We have too? to talk about Edmonton. I know you have thoughts about uh,
0: Jack Campbell.
2: Sign Jack Campbell five years, <laughs> five million AAV, and then obviously leaving is uh, Miko Koskinen to Switzerland. That's I,
3: I... I'm always Pretty careful when I try and discuss a, a goaltending tandem with Mike Smith. <laughs> but especially so on a Phoenix based podcast, <laughs> because there are a lot of strong feelings about him. But I, as long as he is there, and they still have Dave Tippett in charge, right? No, Hello. no, he's out now. No, um, he's out.
1: Jay Woodcroft's there now, yeah, yeah.
3: That's right, that's right. Yeah. Koskin and Dave Tippett's favorite guy, yeah. That, yeah, I, I mean, I'm slightly more confident without Dave Tippett at the helm that Mike Smith could end up permanently benched if he's not performing up to expectations. But, because yeah. that was always, for me, just that, that little asterisk of, is Mike Smith going to to the detriment of the overall tandem get more than his fair share of starts as he mm. ages gracefully into a permanent backup role? And i I like Jack Campbell a lot. I think he's had a really fun career arc that's um, seen a lot of improvement from both a, a mental and emotional and technical standpoint. He's really, really a perfect example of maturation correctly as a goaltender, but I mean,
1: I... Kat, do you think he'll be better out of the Toronto marketplace and the Toronto media eye? And and why I did mean, they
3: let him go? Do you think fire? that was a good move? No, I don't think it was a yeah. good move for them, but I, he's kind of jumping out of the frying pan and into the fire when it comes to media, because he's, he's in Edmonton now. I, I think that Miko Koskinen was not the answer i think that the tandem that edmonton had last year was not the answer but i certainly don't think that miko koskinen was the problem they lost a game 4 to 1 and he was the one who was blamed for for that loss and i remember some pretty fiery comments from him after that game mm-hmm. um where he just wasn't happy with the way that a lot of the blame was being laid at his feet for for just some some inconsistencies on the roster as a whole and I I don't love that environment for Jack Campbell because, like I said, he's a guy who's really – he's he's very emotionally invested in his performance, and he takes his wins and losses pretty hard, and he's a really diehard team guy, which I think Edmonton can use, mm. having someone who's just number one goal is supporting his team, uh, but sometimes that's at a detriment to his own ability to shake off bad performances Um, so I think there's a potential for that to be a really good move I think there's also a potential for it to we've we've seen Edmonton do this before where they get really close and they bring in promising goalies who just don't have like that's not the right environment for them and we end up with what happened from the Ben Scrivens era on and I think we maybe run the risk of that again
1: Yeah. Yeah, It's interesting to me too. I, the Edmonton Oilers team, you talk about the pressure and if Edmonton hadn't reached the Western conference finals this year, maybe expectations would be different, but now their expectations are high and they expect Jack Campbell to be the difference. And if he's not, you're right. The environment could be exactly the same in Edmonton as it was in Toronto. But to me, the Edmonton Oilers are still the same team. They're still not a great defending hockey team. And you throw Mike Smith as your backup, that's a tough mix, man. You, you, like I agree with you. Couldn't say more about what Mike Smith could be as a positive or a negative. And yeah, I hear, I, I don't know this and there's no basis in fact, and I don't tweet this Craig. <laughs> I'm not sure if, if Mike Smith's not sitting at home going, that's it. My, I might be done. I had a great run. I finished in the Western conference final. I'm 40 years old. They're bringing in this young kid. I'm not going to get the minutes tips gone. That might be it. I, I would not be surprised if this gave him an opportunity to walk away because I don't think this is going to be a comfortable situation for Mike Smith, and he won't be happy. And if he's not happy, it's not a happy room.
0: Yeah, and that's what Cat Cat was <laughs> artfully dancing around. Mike Smith as <laughs> a backup, right. accepting <laughs> his role is
3: he's not a he's not a fan of being a backup.
0: Which no, that's can, it can be a
3: strength, right? I think it it <clears throat> drives him to be successful. I think that his it almost singular minded drive to not be relegated to number two, whereas we see other guys who are like, yes, I'm totally happy being the number two as long. I think Jack Campbell did a really good job of that behind Jonathan Quick. I think that he should have gotten more starts earlier in LA than he did. And he was nothing but supportive of sitting second string to, to Jonathan Quick there during not amazing years for him. Um, So I think that maybe if, the mentalities were reversed, although I don't know if at his age, maybe Mike Smith would be more willing.
1: Maybe, maybe should
3: to sit yeah. sit back a little bit.
0: Thanks for talking for a little bit while I was tweeting. Uh, Steve Peters says Mike Smith is retiring. Mike's, okay. According
1: to Petey, yeah. Mike Smith should retiring. to get that Jeff out. Jeff
2: Merrick's calling. I your...
1: yeah, retweeted, and Petey is now. No, I'm I'm going to skip over Ottawa because
0: we've already talked about Cam Talbot and skip over St. Louis because we've already talked about Thomas Grice. So we we'll only have a, a couple more teams. New Jer- oh. I might skip New Jersey because I'm just bored, unless you have any thoughts on I
3: mean, Yeah. Take
0: let me to check.
1: Yes, that's another one of those tandems, though. Yeah, that, that just does nothing for me. Like yeah. Blackwood, as he's going to be the presumptive st- starter, I, I don't know. In Vitek, Vanatek, eh. it's again, this team's not ready to win. Team's not <laughs> ready to oh, win, Christ. so they're fine. <laughs> they're going to eat minutes, they'll they'll get through 82 games, and then they'll all go golfing. I, I'm not <laughs> excited about New Jersey's at all.
0: Okay, let's close the book on New Jersey and let's move to those last two teams then, because obviously Toronto is on from Jack Campbell, and they oh. Matt Murray?
3: I was
2: shocked. Do you by understand this, this? Help
0: me understand no.
3: this guy. I so obviously I think I, I I love talking to goalie coaches in the off season. Um, both goalie coaches about their own players and goalie coaches about other teams players just if for for contextual information and there's no goaltender that I've heard, that goalie coaches are more readily excited to talk about than Matt Murray cuz everybody has a theory. Um, so far I've, I haven't spoken to a single goalie coach who thinks that it was the environment. They're all pretty much in consistent agreement that it's a, it's a technical thing. That something with Mm -hmm. Matt Murray's technique started to get a little shaky and he then snowballed a little bit when he was back in Pittsburgh. And some people went, Oh, you know, he's only had three years that were poor. Those, those are outliers. Uh, Watching him play, they weren't. The the mistakes that were being made and Steve, I don't know if you saw it when watching video. I mean, he just it was consistent flaws in his game. You could watch and predict, kind of like Martin Jones. Mm. You could kind of predict what was going to go wrong on a goal before you watched it. Boy,
0: I could hear and, you talking in my ear in the press box on that one in particular. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, I mean, you I can, can't move laterally this one direction.
3: <laughs> God bless him, man. <laughs> But and he he is still young, but he has a lot of mileage. And with goaltenders, it's not just about age; it's about reps because making sure that they can instinctually make these moves and instinctually play a certain way, you ingrain it more concretely with every season that you're playing a heavy workload. And he he has a lot of those at his age, which which is kind of unique for a goaltender who's Matt Murray's age. So I. I don't know if that media environment with the pressure that that team is under to make it out of the first round um, with Matt Murray's, because I saw some improvements down the back half of last year, but not enough. I didn't see him fully move out of his funk and back into what we were used to. So I know, I believe John Elkin is still in Toronto right now. So that's that's someone who's very familiar with his game. I think it's from a from a coaching standpoint, a best case environment for him, but maybe not the team yeah. for that coaching environment to to get him back where he needs to be. Uh, and adding, I believe they added Ilya Samsonov as yeah. Is he
0: is he an adequate fallback option?
3: <laughs> and that's that's another guy who I just I. I wish we'd gotten to see what he could have been being consistently developed by Mitch Korn, who is more or less who selected him to right. become what he, they'd hoped he'd be in Washington. Um, so I don't, I don't know.
1: <laughs> it does stand him to me in trial. doesn't seem better than like Matt Murray and Jack Campbell heads up. I'm going to take Jack Campbell tomorrow. If I've got to have yeah. a starting in my net. So Toronto fans may be disappointed. Now, having said that Matt Murray's lifted the cup, he's won. Does that make a difference? He made it out of the first round Maybe? Of the
3: playoffs. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe.
1: So I, I'm with you, Kat. I'm not I'm not convinced this is the right place at the right time for Matt Murray to, to rejuvenate his career. Toronto's not a place you resurrect yourself. I know. That's a hard hardest atmosphere in the league to play yeah. in. Yeah. We'll see. Wish him the best of luck. I mean, good. Huge it, expectations good on
3: Toronto this year, too.
2: Oh,
1: boy.
3: Yeah. Talk and that's, about... a, that's a long contract, too. That's I mean, we're one year into what was it, five years, six years? That he Craig was given an I think he only has two
0: years left though. I think he only has two years left. Did, he,
3: did he play two of the years in Ottawa? Yeah. I know he when he signed that contract, I was like, ah, that's not a prove it contract.
1: Yeah, the okay. scrutiny on Matt Murray this year is gonna be so high. It's, it's gonna the, yeah. the microscope on him. I mean, maybe he responds and maybe that kind of pressure and he he finds it again because yeah, he he's struggled. He's really struggled.
2: Yep. All right, closing it out, last but not least, the Washington Capitals signed Darcy Kemper, five years, 5.25 million AAV, and we talked about um, Sam and Vanacek leaving. What are your thoughts on Washington getting the, the reigning Stanley Cup champ, Darcy Kemper?
3: Uh, <laughs> <I think laughs> your reactions
2: have been amazing today.
3: <laughs> I'm trying. So a lot of these goaltenders are good people to have in the room and they're good at performing in certain environments. And it's so hard to predict what the environments are going to look like this year, just because for the last handful of years, we, we haven't known, we haven't known which teams are going to come out with like a team wide outbreak of COVID and leave a goaltender hung out to dry when he's the only one who can play for two and a half weeks. So I think we're seeing that in contracts, which I think any other guy who had played like Darcy Kemper did with the coyotes, then went on to win the Stanley cup prior to the COVID era, I think would have been signing 6.6 mil annual average or higher yeah, without question. And the fact that he's only signed for what 5.2 mil per is yeah. indicative of just the caution that teams are showing right now. Um, Washington for me is a massive question mark because I still like I watched a handful of their games last year I have no idea if that's a good team or not <laughs> just no earthly idea and I think they're not sure either so yeah
1: they're a team that's on they got those older veterans they're not the young guys aren't quite ready to play their and their windows if it's not closed it's pretty darn it's close so
3: close it's they're at the point where Ovechkin's trying to see if he can Yarmir Yager it into retirement at this point. He's won the cup. Um, I, I, I don't know. That's, that's a weird team for me.
1: The bigger fear for me, Craig, is their backup. I mean, we've known Darcy Kemper. We know him firsthand. We've seen him his ability to play 50 to 60 game is highly questionable without being hurt. And the backup in Washington is Charlie Lindgren. Played that's 29 games, to me. 29 games in the NHL over six years. I, <sighs> yeah, I'd be concerned. I think that that Kemper's a guy. Even you talk about Franco's Franzos has he's played, played a lot of games in this league. He sat the year out after the Coyotes saw him in the playoffs, but still, he's played games. Charlie Lindgren's played 29 games over six seasons. He's going to play this year because Darcy Kemper is going to take breaks. I'm telling yeah. you. So that's that's the concern I have for the Capitals as a whole. Kemper Who's didn't have to be great. C? I, you know, I don't know. You know, the American League, cat you're on fire with your prospects and <laughs> AHL guys. So I, Craig and I, well, Craig might, no, Craig. Yeah,
0: and matter. and listen, they could always make another move still. I, I don't know how that's going to play out. I agree with you you're to right. rely on Darcy Kemper yeah. to play that heavy workload. I mean, he did that one season with the Coyotes, but other than that, he did have some injury issues washington really felt like goaltending was their major issue last year some people may disagree with that they 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 really did feel that was their issue so they feel like they shorted it up with darcy kemper but yeah i don't know if you can go into the season with this tandem and, and feel yeah okay we're gonna make more one more run at it
3: you know who their number three is it's zach fucali
0: yeah
1: okay
3: so they have a pair parent- and So that's interesting because they have a pair of guys who played behind Carey Price.
1: Yeah. And And I think the expectations out of the draft when he was drafted were extremely high.
3: He was a he was a kid who he, he, he was kind of a Jack Campbell for me where his expectations for himself were almost too high. And he's one of those guys who, if he lets his team down, he feels it and it starts to snowball. And so I think he's managed to turn it around because he was playing in the coast for a while. And I think he's gotten himself back to where he kind of needs to be. And so I'm, I'm more confident in him than I was two or three years ago. Uh, Charlie Lindgren, I thought looked really good and some, I forgot he was in Washington, uh, but he's, he's just been a quiet grower when it comes to goaltending uh that's that's the clip right there um (laughs) i think he they're both good guys but like you said they they don't have the reps partially because of the environment they played in before leaving montreal where if you weren't named carrie price you had no expectations that you were going to get more than 10 or 20 games a year essentially and so that's that's a gamble for washington all right Yeah.
2: Um, Well, Kat, we're going to ask you for your ultimate judgment in just a second. After going through that Mm. whole goaltender list, I feel like I need a drink. (laughs) Genuinely, (laughs) I do.
0: Several GMs may need a drink, Yeah, right? Uh, Lucky for us,
2: we are fully stocked at Four Peaks here at the PHNX office. Literally a fridge full and more. We do get to drink on the job, We do get to drink on the job, which is amazing, so I might crack one open when I have lunch after the show, Um, and we'll definitely be cracking one open, or I will at least next Wednesday. Um, We'll be at Four Peaks on Wednesday the 27th, so so be sure to join the Page Next team out there. We'll be out there all day long on the 27th on Wednesday at four peaks on 8th Street in Tempe. So come join us. You can get on the Wi-Fi, do a little work from home action, but you'll know, we'll be working from four peaks come say hi we'll be there the last wednesday of every month and also be sure to enter our toast of the month sweepstakes at go Um you can win a four peaks 50 gift card a phnx shirt of your choice and a phnx annual membership so you can enter that at go com. we love four peaks i really do think i'm gonna have one at lunch i'm not <laughs> kidding why not i can't I know you can't, so I'll have two—one okay. for each of us.
0: We'll get to that in a minute. If I must,
2: if I'm, I must.
0: I'm not gonna make you rank all of these teams, but if you had to pick a winner and pick a loser, what do you got?
3: Uh, I can I pick two losers because I think Chicago and Toronto probably okay get to hang out there together and then. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I think I think probably Colorado and Detroit both
1: Okay. separate yeah.
3: at the top for me there. Mm. Interesting.
1: Kat, yeah. who wins the Vesna next year? Who's your Vesna favorites going into the twenty two, twenty-three season?
3: Uh Jeremy Swayman.
1: Wow, I like it off the board. Wow, I like it off the board. Okay, <laughs> you I'm
2: gonna pull up his odds. I have one. <laughs> yeah,
1: Leah's putting the money down right well,
2: now. Well, I have Seriously. I have one question don't, though. Don't
3: make me lose your money.
2: No, I have, <laughs> I do have a question. Um, you know, right now, obviously the Coyotes are not looking to win. Now they're looking to win a few years down the road. If you're the Coyotes going into the 2023 draft, and I have no idea what the goaltender prospect pool is next year, do if you're the Coyotes, do you try and draft a goalie? Now, if you don't and try and develop them or do you just kind of test the open market in, you know, five or six years down the line when they're more of a playoff
3: team? Six years. We're going to have like 37 year old (laughs) prospects out there. Um, (laughs) That's tough. Uh, I think they should be looking at the open market um, because there are a lot of guys who have been passed over in the draft just because, I mean, the OHL shut down for an entire season. Yeah, the WHL had a modified season. The QMJHL had a modified season. Uh, the Ivies didn't play last year or two years ago. Sorry. So a lot of goaltenders that were in draft eligible age this year and last year missed an entire year of development. And so a lot of guys who were draft, there, there was this conception, like sort of perception that this year was a bad draft year for goalies, and it was more sort of that a lot of the guys who were draft eligible looked like they were in their draft year minus one, looked like they were almost a year behind where they should have been. Hmm. And so talking to a couple goalie coaches this summer, they said, you know, look at look at how these guys do once they wrap up their junior careers. And I think there will be some good signings there that maybe were passed over in the draft altogether just because they they didn't have the availability to... like They didn't have the numbers to look at and confidently draft those guys. Um, but I think along those lines, the kids who have been playing this past year and who are going to play this year that are draft eligible, we're, we're going to have a better sample size of what their numbers look like and what their development looks like. So I think we could see a return to kind of what we've seen from the drafts the last four or five years where there have been a lot of really good goalie prospects for teams to pick up. And I think a team that doesn't take a chance on one or two of them in the next few years, uh, I think we're past the era where teams can go an entire draft without drafting a goalie. I think that's sort of becoming a thing in the past, or at least it
0: should be. Which the Coyotes did this year, and that surprised me a little, but maybe with their timeline they felt – Maybe maybe they're eyeing the next couple of drafts. So I'm I'm de- it's definitely something. I think a lot of the guys from this
3: on. year, because uh, there were some guys who looked like they were on the right development path, but were behind where they should have been. And I think those guys, a couple of them got passed over entirely. And so I think those guys are going to be available as overage draftees next year. And then some of them who were in their draft plus one reentry to the draft are going to be essentially free agents next year. And a lot of those guys, teams were like, mm, it's a strong skater year. We we might as well yeah. pick those guys up on, on entry-level deals on, or on minor league deals. And the goaltenders are, were kind of expecting that too. A lot of goaltenders were sort of expecting that this was not the year that teams were going to confidently pick them.
0: Okay. Well, before we let you get back to the beach, I have to tell you, <laughs> speaking of goaltending – I'm going in for hip surgery next week. Oh, yeah! And when 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 my surgeon looked at my X-rays, he's he's like, "Ooh, goalie hips." (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) It's
1: starting, starting. Can you imagine? The three of us are goalies, and if the three of us combined to put on the gear all at once, we still would be smaller than Robin Laner in Vegas. it's frightening
3: (laughs) that's true that's very true oh my gosh well best of luck with that craig
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah you, you can watch my entrance i'll be on a walker for a little while Yeah, we're probably. gonna get
2: we're gonna get background music as craig approaches the, the mic and camera sean <laughs>
0: can mess with it like monty python so i'm continually approaching and <laughs> <all
2: the way. laughs> um well kat thank you so much we seriously appreciate your insight we talk goalies a ton on this show but it's great to have you know some expert analysis so we appreciate your time with that and we'll just hold you on to the end since we're wrapping up kat. um you know we're great, great content content here at PHNX. We hope that everyone watching, if you're not already, become a member at gophnx.com. Um, you can sign up for an annual membership and get a shirt from the locker when you do. You can try your first month just fifty cents if you want to try out month to month. Join our members only Discord. Lots of great perks to becoming a member, not just Coyotes content, but content for all the teams in Arizona, including the college teams. So lots of great stuff, a lot of exciting stuff coming this summer and going into as more sports season starts to pick up. So we hope everyone considers becoming a member. Any final thoughts from everyone here before we wrap it up?
0: Do you have a guest room? (laughs)
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm in
0: it i'm um, yeah, in one craig.
3: of the
2: two guest rooms no when
0: craig has hey, two no. guest rooms
1: all right you, maybe maybe we're, we're both there. there maybe be we'll be sitting there with recovery
2: go tucson <laughs> road runners totally should match up we'll go to a goal yeah that's
1: yeah, <laughs> already got one kid around her house it doesn't need two craig Yeah, it's <laughs> been amazing I'm talking gold Tony, this is fantastic I, i'm so happy you came on today and and gave us some insight this is a lot of fun and i I don't want hockey season to start yet. So let's everybody cool their jets and watch baseball for a while. It's too soon. Too soon.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. On that note. On that note. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for watching everyone. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube. PHNX sports. Um, follow PHNX sports across all social platforms. Like, and subscribe. Leave us a review wherever you get your podcast, and follow us on Twitter at PHNX underscore coyotes. We have an audio episode coming tomorrow. We're talking to the puck. founder, Hart Levine. We'll have a fun show Friday live at a 11 a.m. So be sure to join us, follow along. Thanks so much for watching everyone and enjoy the rest of your Wednesday.